Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Three, two, one. Do you know what I feel like doing? You ready to do some slamming in the ring? Of course. I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Podcast. I'm your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things that are grand. And not only that, but you could slam. Not shout out to the Space Jam. And I'm joined by my co-host. Come ready and get ready for the Space Jam. What up, guys? This is the BKS. And if you guys don't know what BKS is, that's the best kept secret. Not just in podcast today, but in wrestling and general what up guys he's gonna enter the ring tag mm-hmm. tag him at the hot tag hot tag i'm gonna be running the ropes hey, run a sh- shout out real ones no <laughs> real ones no uh but today's episode of the get comfy podcast is pretty special of course we always joke about letting this here fellow outside of his box we decided to release him out in the wild i'm gonna pass this off to you where did you end up I ended up in AEW's Grand Slam and Rampage, but before that, I was able to go and talk to Will Nightingale, one of the AEW's and Ring of Honor wrestlers. So we're going to jump right into BKS's interview with Willow Nightingale, and we'll come right back. We're back on the Get Comfy Show with your BKS, and if you guys don't know what BKS means, it's the best kept secret, not just in radio today, not just in streaming today, but in wrestling in general. Speaking of wrestling, we have AEW's own from Long Island, New York, Willow with us. Howdy, how are we doing today? Oh, wow. It's so great to see you. And I got a question. How does it feel to be basically the armpit of New York coming from (laughs) Long Island? Like, because, you know, people from New Jersey claim that they're from New York City. And I feel like people from Long Island claim they're from New York City as well. So personally, I don't claim I'm from New York City. Like, for example, we've got Grand Slam coming up at Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens. Mm -hmm. And like, yes, I will consider that like a hometown show. But if people ask me where I'm from, I'll tell them Long Island straight up. Armpit of New York, that's Jersey. Don't you go around saying that. You know that's Jersey. (laughs) So a question, though, because I have friends from Long Island. So when you're in Long Island, do you say I'm on the island or I'm in Long Island? What's the right terminology? I'm on Long Island, yeah. Or I'm going to hang out on Long Island, yeah. I still, I think that's so weird. Because you don't say I'm on New York City. I'm in the city. Yeah, but if you were, like, stranded in a in a desert island, you wouldn't say in the way I just did. You would say I'm stranded on an island. Yeah, true, so you'd true. say I'm well, on the island. I would say I'm on an armpit. That's what I would say. <laughs> oh, all right. We'll teach their own. <laughs> so speaking of Grand Slam, you know, this is your hometown, basically. You're in the back in the backyard of Queens going, how does it feel coming back to New York and competing at Grand Slam? Grand Slam, for those who know, it's on August, no, sorry, September 20th and 22nd on Rampage on Dynamite as well. How do you feel about that, having it so close to your home? Um, It's always really exciting because whenever we have local to my home shows, my mm-hmm. family comes out, um, you know, the crowd just feels a lot more familiar, a little more dynamic. And there's always this sense of like, when I'm actually driving to the show, it's like, wow, my life has changed so much. Because a few years ago, I'd hop in my car and I would drive hours and hours and hours to do indie shows all over the place. But it's such a privilege to like hop in my car and drive to these arenas that I pass in my day to day, like UBS, Arthur Ashe. Just like, you know, in my day to day life, I can be passing these places on the side of the highway and they're giant 
you know, arenas. So you're able to see it. And I'm like, wow, I'm working there today. Um, so it definitely has this extra sense of wonder and excitement. Yeah. Oh, are you ready for the New York crowd still for a Grand Slam? Because the New York crowds, I feel like are different from any other type of crowds from any other states. I would agree with that. Um, because New Yorkers, it's like in our bloodline to be very opinionated, mm-hmm. um, to express those opinions. And sometimes what you would expect from an AEW crowd in terms of their responses, who they're cheering for, what they like, what they don't like. New York throws that all into a tizzy and um, they keep it real. So honestly, you never know what to expect. You just got to go out there, be your authentic self and put on the best show you can. And that is, I think, the way to win a New York crowd's heart. I remember oh, AEW came, no, sorry, TNA came for um, Victory Road, and Eddie um, Eddie Edwards' wife is from Boston. And when the, yes. ring, when the ring announcer said from Boston, everyone was saying, fuck Boston, just started throwing the glow sticks that we got. I, but, went, I went to school in Boston. I went yeah. to Northeastern, and I could see Fenway Park from my dorm room. Mm-hmm. And my brother is like a huge Yankees fan, and whenever he'd come over, he'd be like, mm. I I'm I can't even go over there. Can't even look in that direction. <laughs> I, I I'm a diehard Yankees fan. I can't even step in the state of Boston. I'm like, if I'm going in Boston, I'm wearing all Yankee jerseys, decked out from head to toe. It's very combative of you. You're just looking for a fight. I'm, I'm looking for a fight, honestly. <laughs> so my question is now. Um, so can you tell us who you're comp- uh, competing? If you're competing on Dynamite or Rampage this week? Um, I mean, the cards are always subject to change, and they're mm-hmm. not set in stone yet. So I do know that I will be at Arthur Ashe Stadium. However, I do not know what I will be doing there. Okay. I do know, however, that Eddie Kingston will be wrestling um, Claudio for the Ring of Honor title. Mm-hmm. And MJF will be wrestling Samoa Joe for the AEW World Heavyweight title. And those are two New Yorkers. We got MJF and Eddie. Mm -hmm. So you know the crowds are already going to be rooting for them. Super loud, drowning out any kind of like applause or anything else for their opponents. Mm -hmm. Um, And those are like two mega matches. So I'm Mm -hmm. really looking forward to those. And whatever kind of um, part I'll be able to take in the show, I'll have a lot of fun. and Hopefully have that same kind of fervor and enthusiasm from the crowd. I feel like you should be the special referee for MJF because you guys are both from the <laughs> island. You this is true. <laughs> I feel like that should be the thing. Um, so my question is, you know, AEW has the trios titles for the men's and tag. Do you think AEW should add a trios and tag for the women's division? Because you guys have such a big roster with Ring of Honor as well. And you guys have three shows. I feel like you should add more titles to the women's division as well. Um, I think the idea of having a tag title for the women's division is very exciting. Um. Uh, personally, I've had some really fun tag team matches there with Sky Blue and Chris Statlander. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know I would want a piece of that. I already kind of can puzzle piece and see who would be in line for it. We got like Mercedes Diamante. We have Anna, Anna Jay, who's teamed with Ty in the past, but, you know, she's out on maternity leave and is recently, um, instead of, teaming with Ty has our solo tie up. Um, and, and we have like so many great women who would do that. You know, now we have Tony, uh, Tony no longer really yeah. seeming to be super friendly with the outcast. She's wrestling Soraya at grand slam, but we still have Soraya and Ruby. Um, so I definitely think we have the depth to have tag team titles. It's really just a matter of will that moment come? Cause I know that the division is ready to, 
do what we can with it if the opportunity is granted to us. That's a great answer. And I know the fans have been asking for more women on the show. They want longer women matches, and I want it too. I feel like you guys have so much talent on that roster. It needs to be shown. And, and you have three shows. Put, put all the women on all the shows. Give them all the matches. Speaking of the women, WWE did a couple of years ago, they did a all-female pay-per-view. Do you think <laughs> AEW, would we see that from ABW in a couple of years? Or would it be like oh, a different brand, brand pay-per-view? I definitely think there is a future um, of having some sort of all-women programming in mm-hmm. AEW or even Ring of Honor. Um, you know, uh, in Ring of Honor, we have a lot of freedom. You see a lot more women's matches on there. Um, the women's matches are given more time. I think Athena, who is currently the Ring of Honor Women's Champion, mm-hmm. um, who's someone that's defeated me a number of times for that championship, uh, which just goes to show how amazing she is. <laughs> I think um, it's truly a testament of how talented and hardworking our division is. I think that's really a place that uh, spotlights us well. Mm-hmm. And of course we have time and uh, great segments on our network shows. Um but there's a limited amount of time to work with for all of us, the whole roster. Whereas Ring of Honor, like I'm saying, we get that freedom. So maybe that could be a platform for us to get more, to keep pulling more. Um, but same thing for the fans. If you want to see more women's wrestling, tune in where we are be- being given those opportunities. Tune into Ring of Honor, buy Ring of Honor, uh, our programming, and um, you know that translates, that speaks. So... Show up. Don't just say <laughs> actually show up and support us. Honestly, show up, guys. <laughs> Astro Stadium is going to be crazy. I can't wait. I'm being there Wednesday and Friday as well. So I can't wait to see what the crowd and the uh, wrestlers have in store for us. Um, Speaking of women's wrestling, I said WWE had this first ever female pay-per-view. Who in WWE, you know, people say Forbidden Door, you guys have New Japan. If ever it comes to case where AEW and WWE did a Forbidden Door, who would you ra- who would you want to wrestle? From the from WWE. Oh, that is a very very good question. Because WWE, you say AEW has a amazing talent. So does WWE. This is why I love. We're in such a boom period in wrestling. You can watch yeah. either show and have such you're, a great time. You're wearing an Impact shirt right <laughs> now too. Impact. I think the women's divisions are flourishing everywhere. Um, I think I would really really love to wrestle either uh, Rhea Ripley or Raquel. Both killing too on WWE right now. I love like a powerhouse versus powerhouse kind of match, mm-hmm. and I think they're both so strong. And uh, I would I would say have bright futures ahead of themselves, but they they're living bright stardom right now, um, and as well as whatever's ahead of them. So that's I think those would be really fun matches for me. I would love to see all three of you guys in a triple threat. Just to go kill yeah, it. Thinking. Yeah, right? Put them all together. Not just one. All of them together. And, um, you know, the final question is, um, what's one pay-per-view would you want to be have? You know, All In would just happen at Wembley Stadium. You guys killed it with the attendance record. I was really surprised about that. What's one pay-per-view would you want in New York or in the armpit of New York? <laughs> I think um, Grand Slam becoming a pay-per-view mm-hmm. event on its own could mm-hmm. be very exciting. Um, and if not that, I think it would be really exciting to bring Forbidden Door here. For, uh, um, forbidden, that'd be crazy. 
Because I feel like a lot of our pay-per-views really have like the home in the city that they're brought in. Mm-hmm. And Forbidden Door kind of like travels around. Um, and that would be really cool to have in New York and be able to bring in so many different types of talent into uh, what New York is known for, mixing yeah. different cultures. So it just makes sense in my head. If it is Forbidden Door, I would love to see either Tommy Dreamer or the Dudley Boys, homegrown New Yorkers, be at Forbidden Door in a New York. That'd be amazing. And um, well, I know we uh, I said that was gonna be the last question, but you know, AEW Grand Slam Wednesday, Friday, both seven thirty. What can people expect, and what match are you excited for? Um, I think they can obviously some brash New York gritty talking, mm-hmm. of course, on the mic, and mm-hmm. same thing goes for what you'll see in ring. I'm most forward looking. I am most anticipated and most looking forward to uh kingston versus claudio because mm-hmm. kingston's my homie and i got a big soft spot for him <laughs> and i'm also i'm also a big claudio fan so uh, i i'm really looking forward to that uh, i can't wait for the mjf versus samoa joe because samoa joe is one of my favorite wrestlers and mjf every time i come close to him i always just poke his buttons even more even time because <laughs> i'm the type of person like i can't go to comedy shows because i would always give a rebuttal back to the comedians <laughs> so especially when i ever come across mjf i always have that last say against them so i just yeah. can't wait for the crowd to just go crazy for that match because i think that match is also going to be the match of the night i think all the matches with samoa joe i'm sorry with eddie kingston and claudio is going to steal the show and Saraya's match for the women's titles also is going to steal the show as well yeah i i think we've got a really great card lined up so, so make sure you tune in, everybody. Make sure you tune in. Willow will attack you and be and beat you, you up. New Yorkers, yeah, show up. Get the fill up the whole stadium, guys. Come on, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, New Yorkers will probably even be outside if we do sell out. They're gonna still be outside, putting your ears to the stadium, listening in because New Yorkers are loud. Willow, where can people follow you if they want to know more about you and support you on the social media platform? Um, they can find me on Twitter. Um, Instagram threads at Willow Wrestles. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you can always follow AEW, um, their social media accounts and the Ring of Honor social media accounts to see what I'm doing on our programs. You guys better follow her because if I find that none of you follow, I will go. <laughs> I will, I'm not going to beat you up. I'm going to talk to you. Stern talking. But you guys can always follow me on Instagram, official underscore DJ Aim. Will, thank you for your time and supporting us. Hopefully, we'll see you in the ring this Wednesday and Friday as well. Thank you, Amir. I hope so. Thank you, guys. All right. And once again, guys, tune in Wednesday. If you guys can't be in the stadium, you can watch it on TBS and TNT as well. So thank you guys so much. All right. That was the in- Oh, you were you were doing some music, some interim music. Yeah. But that was the interview. I thought it was pretty well. You asked the hard-hitting questions. And you have beef with uh, a certain area. I just want to say you called this area the armpit. Of oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Long Island. Long Island, New York. I... I I'm not going to say I agree, but I agree. You, you, you just, you just, you just want to be <laughs> on the willow side, but I, agree. No, but I agree. I'm, I have to, I have to take a firm stance of me being a Jets fan, New Jersey, don't like Jersey. There's a reasoning, but all right, we're not going to do this. This isn't what we're here for. <laughs> we're here today to talk about AEW Dynamite Grand Slam what an event Woo. headed up from Arthur Ashe Stadium. I mean, this card top to bottom, great. Stacked everything, everything you could want as a wrestling fan. It was such a great show. It felt like a pay-per-view match. Uh, all the matches felt like pay-per-views. Maybe because there, there was titles on the line, one of, once in a lifetime matches. I don't know what it was. It 
all of the superstars delivered. Tony Khan even came out and saying, because this was the third year of doing Grand Slam and um, after our stadium, and Tony asked that would would they like to see them come back to New York for a pay per view? So if Grand Slam becomes a pay per view, I'm for it. I'd be excited if Grand Slam it's just if it becomes pay per view only in New York. It's like how ECW is heavily associated with Philadelphia, mm-hmm. like that crowd. Maybe AEW has a home. You know, TNA was down in Orlando for well, the longest time. It was, but I was saying more like how SummerSlam was mostly based in the Los Angeles area for yes. a couple of years. So it's like yeah. that. If Grand Slam keeps doing it every year, the crowd is, you you can't say New York crowd is like any other crowd. It's different. They're rowdy. They're, they're electric. You, you've been to WWE rings and um, matches and shows in New York. You know how they can be. New Yorkers are feral. They're, I'll just say that. They mm-hmm. are very feral when it comes to wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, speaking of wrestling, let's get into the first match. It was Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castagnari for both Ring of Honor World Championship and the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship. Who'd you have going into this match? Were you voting for you, New- the New Yorker himself, Eddie Kingston? This is going to be... I- Maybe divisive, I don't know, uh, but I've been backing my boy Claudio Castagnoli for the longest time since his WWE days. Eddie Kingston, shout out to the local, but Claudio, he's my guy. I gotta go Claudio. Claudio, um, Eddie, I had, a, I was going for Claudio. I told you off the air that this lady who I was sitting next to had was rooting for Eddie Kingston. She had a shirt that said, Claudio is a piece of shit. Me and her bonded. We had such a great time. We were going back and forth, booing, yaying each other. Every time Claudio Kingston did a match, the crowd was eating up. The crowd was electric for this match for their hometown boy. Eddie Kingston ended up winning the match. This match was such a great way to opening the match. The crowd was electric. So great. I think it like is a testament, no matter what wrestling promotion you're in. Much like Ricky Bobby once said, if you're not first, you're last. You want to be the first match on the card that sets the tone for the pay-per-view. And again, hard-hitting affair. Eddie Kingston did come out on top. I what can I say? Like he, he I feel these like, are two wrestlers where they just beat each other up. That's what you want to see. You want to see yeah, violence. You you want to see meat. And that's what we got. Eddie Kingston finally won the big one. You know, unlike people doing star ratings, I like to do letters, keep it simple. I'm going to give it, people have been giving this match an A. I'm giving it a B plus. I see nothing wrong with this match. It's not going to like d- destroy the internet. I think it went well. I mean, Claudio throughout his career in wrestling has had great matches across the card, no matter where he is. And Eddie Kingston, I could say the same as well. It's just, you can tell when it's grit, when it's grit wrestling, Eddie Kingston shows up. That and you know Claudio could never have a bad match no, when he was over. Swiss and, Superman, yeah, Swiss Superman. Um, the next match, which I, I think was match of the night, stole the show. Chris Jericho versus Sammy Guevara for the first time ever. The fact that this was the first time ever. The fact that they were both in the inner circle and then the JSS to they're finally fighting now felt made this feel like a pay per view match. It, it's the thing where we say long-term storytelling, long-term booking. This is what you want. 
the history behind these two, I could remember when the first AEW show aired, when they first had All In, whenever the, like this company was first budding, Chris Jericho being at the head of it, taking under his wing Sammy Guevara for the long haul. I mean, what a story between the old and new guard now in wrestling, and it showed here. And it really did. Um, before I go into my favorite part of the match, I said this match stole the show. It was my favorite match. One thing that was really cool was Sammy went to go for a shooting star press to score the win, but Chris Jericho countered it with a cold brick in midair, yes. which was just amazing. With Chris Jericho during his his age right now to be able to counter that and time it perfectly, it was phenomenal. It was a great match, and the best part was. This match reminded me of Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho WrestleMania. I think it was 19 when they fought. It was 17 or 19, one of those. I can't remember. Like I said, numbers are, are weird to me. But Shawn got the win over Jericho, and then at the match, they hug, and Jericho low-blowed low blowed Shawn. They, yes. they, they recreated this here where Sammy hugged Chris Jericho, and Sammy hit the low blow on Jericho. The exact same way. It was picture perfect. And at the end of the match... Don Callis comes in with the Don family and with the Callis family and they walked out. What happens then? Why did Sammy do it? We're going to talk about that on Rampage when we get there sooner. Um, Yeah, I thought it was an A-plus match. People call it a B-plus. I think match of the night. Well, I think Sammy Guevara, like you were talking about the turn that Jericho did on Shawn Michaels. uh, I think his gear, too, was... I think they... I've seen the video, the the side-by-side. It was like the same pattern same color same everything again just deep storytelling so that, that's all i gotta say about that match i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna give it a b b plus. Give it a b. Uh, what i also loved was they also did a adam cole and roger strong segment which was really um funny backstage where adam cole is walking away and roger strong just is sitting in the hospital bed you know that little button that pushes you all the way up yeah he was doing that, but it was like so slow. It was like so comedic. I had to talk about it. AEW knows how to do comedy when it needs to be done. It was I also think Roderick Strong like wears the neck brace like out in public to keep kayfabe alive. Oh, so, I, I don't. I don't. Shout out it. to I, him. Yo, I, I say I don't believe. It. I mean, like I, I believe it because he's such a great wrestler. Oh, he uh, is. A match that actually turned out for the worst was AEW's. International Championship with Ray Phoenix versus the champion himself, John Mosley. That's your boy from the Shield. How'd you feel about this match when this match got announced? John Moxley always has, like I talked about grit wrestling with uh, Eddie Kingston. John Moxley just, he does not care. He, he, like in like a way where much like Jeff Hardy, he's like, yeah, I'll throw myself off that. Yeah, I'll take this bump. I'll do it's, this. I'll do that. Like, it's hardcore. That's what it, it is. It reminds me of Sha- uh, Shane McMahon. Yes. You know, Ray, Phoenix launched himself off the entrance rib, whipping Moxley out, uh, outside the ring in, in a great spot that no one saw coming. The Ray Phoenix, is. Um, this is my first time ever watching Ray Phoenix compete, and I was just blown away. I literally was blown away by it. It was really great. Uh, unfortunately, there was a botch. Uh, count out to the finish where Ray Phoenix hit the power driver on John Maxley, but the outcome was still a surprise because Ray Phoenix hit another power driver, pinned John Maxley, and it, at the end the referees threw up the X sign, which is, is it, which, which is an indicator that 
something's wrong, somebody's injured, and it turns out the John Moxley did get injured. He has a concussion, so they had to call an audible, giving Phoenix the match and the title. I've been I've been on the train back. People are saying that that kind of tarnished John Moxley's title reign and him beating Orange Cassidy because it was just too quick. What do you think about that? I. What would we consider John Moxley to be now, or at least in this instance with the international title, is a transitional champion? Uh, again, there's rumors and stuff going around. The finish was not intended to be what it was because of the injury. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, too, uh, it's always not the title doesn't make the man, the man makes the title. Yeah. And Orange Cassidy did that. John Moxley. I mean, how many times in WWE TNA have there been titles passed back and forth between people, yet we still view that title as a relevant one? Yeah. You got to give uh, Ray Phoenix's time to to go and see what he can do with this championship. I think this is the perfect time, too. One thing I did notice about this card was like a youth movement. And grant you, you can say that about any company nowadays, but AEW specifically tonight in this instance, a lot of youth coming out on top or being involved in heavy storylines. I mean, the, hell, the the AEW champion is MJF, and he is one of the youngest stars in the game right now. And he's better than you, and you know it. He is. He is. I'll give him that. And I'll give this match a B minus. Uh, yeah. B minus. I mean, you know me with my masked people. I like them. Yeah, you like them. You like them. Another match which I was kind of disappointed for uh, um, was AEW's Women's War Champion Soraya versus Tony Storm. By the way, I love Soraya's theme song. I the first time I heard it, I've been bopping bopping to it. I give it a listen if you haven't. Well, I'll, I'll clue you in. I I am very much a fan of this. Is actually her boyfriend's band. And oh, is it really? They have a song, "Popular Monster." Highly recommend you check that out. I, I've, been, I've been on that wave. <laughs> so I'm going to put you on to something now. But I, I got to admit, bias aside, you know me with uh, these two in WWE. I was high on both Soraya and Tony Storm back in their WWE days, NXT days. I just Tony Storm to me is a star. Soraya star, the comeback story of this all. It's just great, you know, to see both of these women doing well outside of their run in WWE. You know, both talented. Tony Storm killed it. I believe in NXT UK, she was champion over there. Correct you know me with NXT UK, man. This is where this she is where was, it comes she, from. She was champion, though, right, from NXT yes. UK? So yes. both of them show, oh, shown to be champion material, both able to carry a company in the rightful women's division. Tony Storm, of course, didn't win the, the match, and I felt like this match was, it was lackluster, in my opinion. I think for the most part, what this match depended on or like got it through, uh, Tony Storm being up to no good. I mean, you know, she was beating up Ruby Soho. Uh, she kissed Soraya and then just immediately just dropped her with the Storm Zero. So it, it's more the, the heel tactics. That's what gets you in the end. You got to have eyes in the back of your head everywhere whenever it comes to this type of match so it was kind of like a heel versus heel match kind of aspect of it it they were both trying to cheat to win 
she, uh, you know, she delivered a, who was it? It was, uh, uh, Soraya did her own modified spike DDT to secure the win. There was a hairspray. It was, see, it was, it felt really, uh, I want to say boring compared to the other matches. I feel like this was the ref match after having Eddie Kingston versus Claudio, Ray Phoenix versus John Muskie and Sammy versus Jericho. This was that nice. I hate, I hate to say it for the women's division, but it was like if this match was that nice. All right, spread your legs, go up. Like I feel like it needed more time. What I love though is Tony Storm. Um, that's what I say. Tony Storm used her own slipper as a weapon, and I thought that was amazing. Yeah, you, you got to look I, out I, for I, those. I, the chonclos. Yeah, I was about to say, as somebody who is Hispanic, you know too well about those. That's scary thought. You know, I get flashbacks looking at the chonclos being uh, thrown or thrown everywhere. It, not even in AEW. Like, uh, WWE did it too. So, they know what they have I, going. I, I give this match a D. I hate to do it. I'm giving this match a D. I, I, gotta, I gotta show bias. Actually, you know, you know, you know what? You know what? For, Stony, wait, for Tony Storm's um, antics, because I was laughing at it, I'll give it a C-. I'll go C plus just because I have bias, right. but I admit it. I admit it. Uh, and in the next match, the main event is New York's own Ed Maxwell Jacob Friedman, the AEW World Champion versus the ROH World Television Champion Samoa Joe. You talk about storytelling. This the the story back in NXT with Samoa Joe. Pushing little Maxwell Jacob Friedman. That's basically how it all started. I think it's like like this match, this story, is a testament to the fact that you got to look at all the extras. Know their faces because one day they might be a champion. And I know. And look at Shea, back in the, the 2000s, Seamus, Wade Barrett, all those guys were extras. But like the fact that they used this moment of being pushed as a like, to carry the story around and everything like that. And Joe still referring to MJF as a kid. It, it was great. I also just quick thing too. We, we talk about references to the past and they did that with Sammy Guevara versus Chris Jericho. Uh, shout out to MJF with the Bret Hart reference. Oh my God. Yeah. Shot I'm glad you shot. brought it. I mean, it's just cool. Like I don't like, I like all of wrestling. So whenever stuff like this happens and they just like, it's not the subtle jab to the other company. It's like, hey, that happened. I like this person. Let me do a reference to them. This was it. So this was such a great reference. And I love at the end where Maxwell Jacob Friedman whispers to the kid and walks away and he tells his dad, I'm adopted, which was just phenomenal. The whole crowd was laughing. This is why he's a scumbag. And this is why I love him. It was a great match. We had Adam Cole who came out during the match. I honestly thought we were going to get a new world champion the way Samoa, that match was going. A great match. A really great match. The match outcome stopped because of um, reference stoppage to retain the title. I kind of wished there was something more. I didn't want to – I wanted to – you know, you have to keep um, Joe, you know, looking strong. But I was looking more for, like, you know, either a suffice pinfall or a tap out or, you know, Roddy coming out and – costing in jf's match whatsoever i was really hoping for that it's it's one thing to see mjf know his character and see him within this spot he was during this match uh samoa joe 
being booked as the literal unstoppable force he is. It's just great to see this at the top of the card. And let's not forget, Samoa Joe is the current ROH World TV Champion, too. So it's nice to kind of see, like, I don't want to call it inner brand warfare, but like champion versus champion. It adds prestige to everything. I mean, we saw the Eddie and Claudio yeah. ROH and New Japan. Yeah. Like, that was amazing. I just like the prestige. The, all the shiny belts give them. Put them in oh, all the matches. Yeah, yeah. The belt collector. Bring him back. The um, the one thing I was worried about, we saw Adam Cole running down the ramp, and he goes to jump. It looks like he twisted his ankle some way. He was getting looked on after the match. Maybe he's injured. We don't know anything about that yet. Maybe it's just a sprain. Yeah, hopefully all but, is well with Adam Cole, because, again, another bright star just... Shout out to Undisputed Era, too, you know? Yeah. They're doing great. This match, I'm giving it I'm giving it a A-. A-, minus. a-. I, I think I'm right there with you. It's just the things that went into this match, the story. I'm having this problem, too. Not the, I'm going to... Quick little tangent. Uh, my friends and I are watching this Ahsoka series on Disney+. Plus, Star Wars related, of course. Of course. Uh, my one friend hasn't seen all of the accompanying material to watch this show he doesn't appreciate it you and i have been watching nxt you and i've been watching AEW since they first came about so to kind of see these two trains in the night finally cross paths it's great to see Mm -hmm. it's just better to know the history it really does it really does um they had a met shirt that said it was literally better than you baby it, it sold out super quick. Granted, I wasn't going to buy it because I'm a Yankees fan, not a Mets fan. But it was cool. I, might, I knew I have a friend who was a Mets fan. And he was like, they sold out like that for the Better Than Your Baby shirts in the Mets. So it was really cool, though. Yeah, I always love so, when uh, wrestling promotions do like the local teams thing, yeah. like colors. So it just it just adds a little extra. I would spend my money on it, but I'm not a, yeah, I'm not a Mets but, fan. You're not a mess. I'm not a mess fan either. So, I after all these matches, what do you grade AEW Dynamite Grand Slam? AEW Dynamite, like the whole show in general, I'm gonna give it a B plus. Like I think it's great. I think it's just a show that if you love wrestling, if you want variety, I think that's the one thing that AEW really offers is variety mm-hmm. in its roster, in its characters, in its match types. So I'm going to give it a B plus and that's like a very high end B plus almost a like almost a almost a it's just for the fact uh, like, yes, this this whole card had story behind it on all sides. So I'm going to give it a B plus. I thought you were going to pretty take me for my answer. I would give this match an A plus if, you know, if Soraya and Tony Stone had more ma- more time on their match cards, because like I said, the match felt boring. John and Ray, I wish they could have gone longer, but of course, injuries has to stop the match. I'm giving this a B plus. Look at us. Are, are we agreeing for once? For once, for once. Now we got Rampage's Grand Slam as well, which, you know, before Dynamite started, they did this match, Santana versus the Bear, um, the Bear Bowler, which Ortiz came out. For the win, and then at the end of the match, there's Santana, uh, walking down, walking up the ramp, and who does he see is Ortiz. Ooh. Are we gonna see LAX reunite? I who knows? I kind of hope. 
I kind of hope. I again, two people that have been together since the start of AEW. You know, there was the yeah. There was this story again. I just keep bringing up story, and I feel like that's like a cop out. But it's what makes wrestling great. And, you know, when there's backstory to everything, you've heard reports recently that they don't get along, blah, blah, blah. Who knows? Who knows where this is going to go? Also, before we go on, I forgot to mention, this was was Rampage's first ever two-hour special of Rampage. Look at that. So it was really cool to see that. Um, The other match was FTW champion Hulk with AEW's TBS champion Chris Stantlander. And Orange Cassidy versus Matt Mernon, Angel Parkin, and Amy J. Those who don't know, that's basically 2.0 right there. And F the, uh, the, the I'm just gonna say the face. The face is one. Um, Hook, Chris, uh, Stan Lander, and Orange Cassidy. I love me some Hook. I like you some Hook. I like some Chris Stan Lander. We almost had her on the interview, but she got booked up. It, it was a fine match. It was a good match for for a TV TV show. It, it didn't feel like the Rampage did not feel. Like dynamites, um, like how dynamite felt like that pay per view quality. Rampage didn't feel like that. I'll stand by this. Um, Orange Cassidy, one of my favorite just people in wrestling right now. Mm -hmm. I just, it's a gimmick that if you just present it to like non wrestling fans, they'd be like, why? But why? Real wrestling fans appreciate that. So shout out to Orange Cassidy. Before we continue the show, I wanted to take a little time to talk about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations. And the more freeing solution is to find the things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique. And what works for someone else might not really work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. And for me personally, that's huge. I know that I am not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know that I'm not getting up at four in the morning to go work out. But by using Noom and having that little more of uh, flexibility and stability, it certainly helps with my journey here. Noom also makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and a practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approaches that teach you how to be mindful of your habit. 75% of Noom weight loss users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that is Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe bl shout out to orange cassidy the most laziest wrestler in the company today next we had sting and darby allen defeated Kristen cage and the aew champion sorry sting defeated no sting and darby allen defeated luchasaurus and the aew tna champion Kristen cage even though luchasaurus holds it i still recognize Kristen cage as the champion this was a cool match I 
I want to shout out both Sting for wrestling still at the level he's wrestling at right now. Mm -hmm. And Christian Cage having this renaissance of a career like in AEW now. Are are we going to are we going to get it? And I'm going to I think you know what that it is. Are you talking about Adam Copeland? Who knows? Sexton Hardcastle, maybe. I don't. Oh my! I don't God. know. I'm hoping we see Christian versus Sting. Of course, they announced that at the next episode of Collision, uh, there will be St- it will be Darby Allen versus Christian Cage for the AEW TNT Championship. I can't wait for that match. Also, Sting and Darby Allen's combo finisher, where Sting hits the Scorpion drop, Scorpion deadlock drop, whatever, and. Darby Allen's coffin drop was perfect. Beautiful. I, I get worried when he does the coffin drop. Only for the fact, when you're a high flyer, you got to look where you're going. My dude just, Jesus take the wheel. Let's. Well, he looks a little bit before he jumps. He looks, he's like, all right, here, there. I'd say nine times out of ten, he don't look. Knowing Darby <laughs> Allen, he don't look. I appreciate it, though. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, hey, he's a skater yeah, boy. He is. He said, see you later, boy. Yeah, bye. Next, we had the Elite, which is Adam Page and the Young Bucks, defeat Brian Cage. I'm going to butcher these guys' names. Kuno and Toya Lano to win the ROH World Six-Man Tag Team titles, where Swerve Sticklin came out during the match to taunt Heyman. Also, Swerve Sticklin's music. Such a bop. Banger. I swerve when I drive. I swerve when I drive. I was actually driving today. I was swerving. I was listening to it. I was like, I swerve. And almost hit a you car. You don't want to be like, swerving. <laughs> but this was a great match. The Elite song with Carry On My Way where it had the whole arena singing. It's great. I wish WWE had these, like, these kind of songs in WWE where it's like notable songs like Carry On My Way where it's sun and all that. This match was also really cool. The Elite. Good the Elite always have good matches. Uh, Hangman Adam Page. Buckshot Lariat. Clean, oh. so clean, so clean, so clean. But uh, to your uh, thing about getting real music, I agree. I think, I think there is room for that. But at the same time, just knowing, being the realist, and knowing that the like any of like, I bet you Tony Khan is paying a hefty amount to get that song to play. But at the same time, it's worth it. Do it more often. There's money. Do it. He has money. Yeah. Just, just print uh, more. Print more, please. Give it, give it. Put it in my veins. Mm-hmm. Not adrenaline, though. That's how it works. You that. just print more. Yeah. Print more. Um, and we finally got the reason why Sammy Guevara did what he did. Why he walked out with Don Callis. That was up next. Um, and they talk about you know Jericho was always part of it was it was always Chris Jericho. This time I'm focused on me. And then Chris Jericho comes to interrupt to fight. But then Garvara and Takahashi attacked them with a steel shot, with a steel chair shot behind Chris Jericho. So it was a two on one. But who, who is there to save him? You talk about storytelling, but the one and only Kenny Omega made a surprise appearance with a huge pop to save Jericho. You talk about storytelling, Jericho and Omega. I, I normally never watch new japan just because of the timing like where it's available and stuff like that Mm -hmm. 
But when Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho were facing off, I mean, you remember this time in wrestling. It was like, what? Like, Chris Jericho like is in New Japan? And he's fighting Kenny Omega. Yeah. It's, again, just stuff you want to see. Stuff that's in the back of your mind, but never fully comes out until a moment like this happens. So, I, I really like to see it. Uh, and I, you know, are we going to see them team up for the, in the next pay-per-view? Who knows? I want it. Another match, which I was so, so divisive with Julia Hart versus Sky Blue. Every guy was cheating. Julia Hart, who is the heel, and Sky Blue, who is the face. I think everyone was gushing over how beautiful Julia Hart was. Everyone was going over it and being chanting for her. I was, too. I was like, she's really hot. Let me chant for her. And Sky Blue, too, uh, people were chanting for her, but it was more Julia Hart's chance over Sky Blue. And speaking of Julia Hart over Sky Blue, Julia Hart came up and won the match. And then what what happened? They're beating her down. But who comes and saves Sky Blue? The one and only friend of the podcast, Willow Nightingale, came down for the save to help Sky Blue take off Julia Hart. What a great match. This this match tears me apart, and I'll, I'll lay it all out for you. Blue is my favorite color, sky blue. Perfect. There, mm-hmm. There's that aspect of the match. Julia Hart, you know you know my type. You know who I am. I love the House of Black. Julia Hart. Willow Nightingale, f- like fantastic human being. She makes the save. I don't know what to do. My, my mind it talk like I don't I don't think about much in my day. Think about the Roman Empire. Think about what I'm having for dinner. And I think about this match and what happened. By Roman Empire, you mean Roman Reigns and his empire. Acknowledge him. But, you know, yeah. how many times I think about it a day? I, I'm going to leave that for another podcast. But I I just what happened. It's like worlds collide. It's every shout out to AEW. Uh, worlds collide. Yeah. Everything's here. Everything that I want in the world. Wait, shout, wait, shout out to that, that's WWE. Worlds collide. They have, they have it. No, that's Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door. I don't want to open that door. It was, I don't want to open that door. It, it was cool because I was like, who am I chanting for? Will you can't, you can't make up your mind. But you for the sake of staying neutral, I'm happy Willow Nightingale appeared. See, yeah. I'm not taking a side. I just appreciate <laughs> granted, it. Granted, she is from the armpit of New York. You know, things granted. were said. Things were said. Thing, things were said at the end of you. Am, am I going to get beat up next time I see her face to face? Maybe. As you should. Maybe. As I should. But it's not my fault that she is from the armpit of New York. It's all it saying. happens. All things saying. happen. Things happen. And then we had the... A, a fatal four-way for the number one contenders for the ROH's War Tag Team Champions, which are Adam Cole and the AEW World Champion MJF. We had the Hardy Boys, the Best Friends, the Kingdom, and the Righteouses, which I never heard of that team before. I was voting for the Kingdom to win. I wanted Kingdom. I love Knight Bennett. I wanted him to win. The Hardys, you're a friend of the Hardys. You like the Hardy Boys, like much of this guy, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, bias. Yeah. You know I'm gonna go with the Hardy Boys. Like it just, it just has to. It has to be. It has. But at the end, it was the Righteous who won. Which I was like, who the fuck are these guys? 
But like that's what I was uh, saying yeah, about AEW offering variety, offering different things. It's a team you don't know. Grant you, if you probably watch the product religiously, or you watch like ROH, if you watch ROH, yeah, I was yeah. About to say like you watch ROH, you would know. But you're getting these. I don't. Want, I don't want to say they're young, up and coming, but like undiscovered talents by a broader audience being on the AEW stage yeah. will do you wonders. Do you think that that's because you have two main events holding the tag titles as well? I was giving that brothers. Oh, it certainly adds to the um, the eyes on the match, especially like what you just said. Yeah. Two main event stars and the current champ holding the tag titles. I mean, that's that's right there. It writes itself. Yeah, um, you know, we saw Sasha Banks and Bailey do it, and then that kind of elevated the tag division at that time, pre um during COVID. So that was cool. Um, the main event, New York's own AW World Trail Champions, the Acclaim, and Daddy Ass himself, Billy Gunn, retained over the Dark Orders, Alex Reynolds, Evil Uno, and John Silver. The rap was amazing. The rap was good. I do not understand how he gets away with what he has to say every single time he comes down to the ring. I think they're... I, I we talked about Grayson Waller and like his deal on Twitter, but Max mm-hmm. Caster comes out here with the most out of pocket bars I've ever seen, and it's like he does that just on the cuff. It's amazing. It's amazing. The acclaimed, I love the acclaimed. It, it's like no one and then max it's like that meme no one and max comes out of nowhere just throwing bars flame it flaming and it's like it's not like it's old topics it's like let's say a story happens in the morning or a viral meme happened like the white chair from that river battle that people were having he'll bring that up in some way in the best way with hit with him and um and his partner they go on twitter and see what's trending and then they're like oh we could use this we could use that and that and that's cool. And you know, people were complaining that oh, he's kind of like Doctor Dugnomics. I don't think so because he uses current events as well as dissing the um his opponents. Well, John Cena was throwing out you know and in, uh, insults and I like, calling them like you know uh, you know telling them to eat nuts and all these other non PG words as well. I I won't say because if I feel like if I say it, I'm gonna get canceled. Because at that time, you could say anything while getting canceled. It's taboo. But it was like, like what, Whatever Max it, Caster has to say whenever he comes out is taboo. And it's like things that border controversy. But yeah. like people get it and people think it's funny. Yeah. And this match was okay. Didn't Wasn't thinking Dark Order was going to retain the title. The one thing I do wish that Rampage... Was that we would have the like the tag titles weren't on the line the AEW tag titles I wish that was going to be on Rampage a Grand Slam I wish that the um, ROH's um, women's title was on Grand Slam I wish I wish all the matches were on like title like not a champions all the titles should have been defended on Rampage and Grand Slam yeah it adds to the level of the pay per view and you want all of your company's big titles front and center but at the same time too this highlights the tag titles this highlights all of those other minor titles that you have throughout the show like the tbs championship all that stuff it, it just makes things better it adds value 
to the show. So I feel like, you know, you're having Grand Slam, you're making a two-hour show special. You know, you can't put all the titles on Dynamite because you want to give the matches time. But I feel like the titles that weren't defended should have been on Dynamite. No, sorry, should have been on Rampage. That's fair. I can see that. And then the only and we only get the grand we only get the trios titles. Like there was no tag champions on Dynamite today. I wish they they would have been on Rampage to go and wrestle for that. But you dilate you um you regress. Two things before we go and thank now I want to thank. AEW for sending us out there watching it. The seats were amazing. The good seats were beautiful. I loved it. Thank you, Tony Khan, whoever gave us the tickets. Thank you. Um, thank you, John, it's the PR for helping us do the interview with uh, Will Nightingale. Also, I don't know if you saw the clip of you know um, Tony Khan doing the dance um, from. I did see. I did see the clip. It was amazing because he was so hesitant on not doing it, and then they were like, "Come on, the crowd wants to see it." Also, the seats were amazing because it was the pyros you in the flames for like entrances. I felt on like skin. I'm like, holy! They fuck. were trying to this roast like, you. I, they were trying to roast me. Like, well, Max um, Caster, I was like, roast me with him instead of flaming me. The actual roast. Which I'm not saying, yeah, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. I was just I've never been that close as a wrestling fan to actually. They're gonna sit you right amazing. in front of the pyro thing right there. Next time, right? Like just he wants yeah, it, he wants up. it. We're gonna give it to I, him. I want it. Give it to me. I want it. And um what I was gonna say, you yeah, know, the crowd was amazing. The seats were amazing. And yeah, so thank you thanks again for Dynamite and Rampage tickets guys. You guys were amazing. We thank you so much. What do you think about uh, Grand Slam having shutting should have had more titles on that on Rampage? Um I think for the most part, uh, it, it's a thing where WWE recently covered this issue where it's like less is more. Um, mm-hmm. And then you run into an issue of overbooking a show. Yeah. I think. But here, but here is, it's a two hour special. I was going to say, and I, I think like- highlighting your minor titles on this show, like the tag championships, like the TBS yeah. championship, all that stuff. You do that. Well, the, the TBS was at a trio. It was in a six-man tag. Match. Yeah, I'm saying like heavily featuring that title. Yeah, like a, like being defended. Yeah, like it would do good to like, add, again, prestige, add more yeah. to the legacy of that title. Um, but at the same time, too, it if the champion is in a good match, it's like you'll remember at that time, Christian Cage was the TBS champion. You'll remember yeah, TNT, TNT champion. champion. You'll remember other things, and those moments will be attached to that championship and the person holding mm-hmm. it. So, who knows? And, uh, and, and, and you know, people don't want to call Rampage a secondary show, like compared to main event. Two hour special, it still felt like a main event. It was like, eh, okay, whatever. Two hour shows you know, are for, like normal for wrestling. They are no, they are normal for wrestling, but like the fact AEW feels like a proper secondary show, like SmackDown and Thunder back in the day. Rampage just felt like, yeah, we, we need a show to spread out the storylines, but not make it as strong as Dynamite and Collision. I just, I'm like you're saying, I wish we had more titles defended on that show. More That's shiny objects. Give me all the belts. All of them. But we will continue to give you more episodes of the Get Comfy podcast every single week on iTunes, Spotify, and of course, the Believe Podcast Network. Shout out to AEW for having us out, having a great time at AEW. It, it was just a great time overall. 
And we hope you guys enjoyed this interview at the top of the show. Yeah, a great job. I and mean, if you guys want to, I, I posted it on my uh, social media official underscore DJ Aim, like a snippet of it, like four parts. If you guys don't really want to watch the, listen to the whole thing, watch, listen to the whole interview on the podcast. It's really good. Of course. I have been Kalo, joined by the one and only. The B-K-S, yeah. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.